0: Welcome to our podcast, Where Do We Go?, where we bring in guests to have conversations with high schoolers that are both relatable and informative regarding the idea of female leadership. I'm Kylie, and I'm the founder of the organization WEGO, and I'm so glad that you decided to listen to our podcast today. WEGO stands for Women Empowerment in Global Opportunities. And our mission is to cultivate the skill set students will need in order to foster a new generation of strong leaders that'll make changes in a field that they want to take on. Because the stage is set for women and girls everywhere. We go. Hi everyone and welcome to the third episode of our second season of our podcast, Where Do We Go? My name is Kylie and I'm the founder of We Go Hawaii and your host and today, I'm joined by Kaliko Kawahi, who is joining us from California. She is an actress who made appearances on NBC's Superstore Asandra, Sandra, Disney Channel's Raven's Home as Principal Kwan, and many more. But I will let her introduce herself now and a little more insight into herself. So,
1: yeah. Uh, Hi. Uh, I think she said it all. Thank you, Kylie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm a, a professional actor. Um, been doing it for maybe like 15 years. Um, most people probably know me from um, Superstore. This is a half-hour comedy on NBC, which went for six seasons. Um, but I, you know, as an actor, you do everything. You do, you, you know, if you can do theater or films or television, whatever commercials, whatever you can do is what is what you do. Uh, I am born and raised on Kauai uh, in the in the town of Lawai Valley, and uh, I went to Kamehameha Schools from 7th through 12th grade, so I was a boarder there for six years, and then I went on to Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles, and I still live in Los Angeles now, so
0: this is where it is. where it is. <laughs> yeah, so how has, how has been um, California or LA been for you this afternoon?
1: Like recently or like entirely? I mean, I
0: was just like yeah, I guess entirely, like, I mean, I probably know the answer to this, but, like, do you miss Hawaii and stuff like that? You know, when I, I left
1: and I came here for college when I was 18, and when I was 18, I couldn't wait to come. Like, I couldn't wait to, it was, I love Hawaii, but I was just so excited. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You know, go somewhere new yeah. and meet new people and see new things, and um, I'm glad I left, honestly, because it's helped me to appreciate Hawaii more, you know, like now I go back and I, I I don't take it for granted how beautiful it is and how, just how warm the people are. Um, obviously the food is so good in Hawaii. I don't know if you guys understand. It's so good there. (laughs) Yeah, Um, Yeah. Everything is good there. But, um, yeah. And I think I do like it here. I don't think I would live here. As long as I have, if I didn't like it, I also think you just get used to it. You know what I mean? Because it's it's so different from Kauai in particular um, that you just get used to it. And sometimes when you go back home to visit, there's a little bit of time where you have to shift back to, oh, right, we're in Hawaii. And and people uh, say hello and look you in the face. (laughs) Uh, You know, and and drive, I need to drive a little slower when I get home. So, you know. (laughs) and and yeah, yeah. so but uh, I, I miss it and I hope to be back for a visit really soon
0: yeah I mean when I went to like San Francisco for like three days over the summer like as soon as I came home it was like spat musubi <laughs> zippies and like yeah so I yeah, just totally miss it yeah exactly you know? things that I wouldn't really like acknowledge but then when I came back I like totally missed it and like just this rice Yeah, Yeah. I know. Yeah, no, there there was no rice. I was like so shocked. (laughs) And even the water too. Like the water was like so different up there. So I was like.
1: I I don't, I don't go in the water up here.
0: I mean, I know. Listen, I'm in Southern California. It's it's warm-ish, but. Oh, like the drinking water? No, like the drinking water. Oh, the drinking water. Yeah. Like when I went to like Las Vegas, it was like, the water was like different. The taste. Yes. Yeah. So
1: I was like. (laughs) Yeah. The water in Hawaii is so good from the tap i don't know if you guys drink tap water but tap water in hawaii is delicious yeah Uh, and again you just get used to it in la you're just (laughs) like well this is what it is you know
0: (laughs) okay well (laughs) from that um well we have a question here that we always ask and that is who are some of the women in your life that you admire to go with our theme of women empowerment so who are some of the women in your life that you admire
1: in my life um my grandmother was someone that I admired. Uh she was a musician. She lived on Kauai but and she raised seven kids and and a, a bunch of uh, other kids from you know like cousins yes. and nephews and everybody. Um but she did that during the day and at night she and my grandpa would go out and play music all night at the you know at different yeah, clubs. Yeah. And then come back early in the morning and start her day again and I'm just so amazed how she was able to do that. You know, like, yeah, I I get tired just after, you know, one day of shooting, (laughs) I can't imagine how she did it, but you know, but that's what she, that was her talent. And, you know, that's what she did. Um, Of course my mom too. My mom's a really hard worker. She was, she's a really smart lady. And I, and, but also I just appreciate my family in general being so supportive. You know, it wouldn't have mattered what I did. Right. Uh, they would have been happy for me and supported me. I, I didn't know that. Like, I kind of felt <laughs> like I needed to try to prove myself or do something, you know, yeah, like something else with my life. That's why it took me so long to become an actor. But um, I, I, I know that they would have been happy and supportive either way. So my, my mom and my grandma, for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, that's great. So then... Could you tell us like the story of how you got into acting? Like if there was like um, a specific experience or maybe like a specific, like someone that prompted you to pursue it? You know, there wasn't a specific person because,
1: you know, when I was growing up, I'm like probably like, obviously the same age as your parents and stuff. I didn't know of anyone from Hawaii who, you know, I recognized on television and film and, I certainly like. We didn't grow up with theater. Maybe there was theater, but honestly, we didn't have even theater as kids growing up. I don't know if you guys had it too. Yeah, you know, we had May Day and we <laughs> we you know we learned to sing and dance and play instruments, but we never did theater as kids. And the first time I was even introduced to acting was high school because they had like a drama department yeah. and a club, and they would put on plays. And it was the first time I'd yeah. seen a play. Um, but we had a. Back in the day, we had a movie theater on Kauai. It showed two movies at a time. So there was always, there was two movies available on the <laughs> island at a time. This theater was like 45 minutes from our house. So like to go to the movies was an event. Like it was a yeah. big deal. You got ready. we got everybody in the car, you know. Um, but any movie that was appropriate for us to watch, my parents would take us to. I think because they just loved it too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, So I think my love of, you know, film came from just from that and just the feeling that I got from watching it. Um, But I think not having a person and being so far removed from the world of of film and television and acting is maybe why it took me so long to to become an Mm -hmm. actor. But I don't think that choosing to go to a school in Los Angeles was a, you know, mm-hmm. an accident. Like I think yeah. I always knew that I wanted to be near it. I just didn't really know how to get there. And it yeah. took me a while to honestly gather the courage to, to decide to do it. Cause I didn't study it in school. I didn't study theater or anything like that. So right. it was well after college that I decided that this was going to, what I was going to try to do. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. So It's really interesting to see, like how, you know, from young time, like, you know, things that you're kind of shown to is like built up later on and like your interest when you're younger is like. Kind of built upon when you're older and then that's what you want to do. That's really yeah, that's really interesting. So then what about like being from Hawaii? Has that given you any like. You know, strengths as an actress or any like special experiences being from such like a unique place that isn't so represented.
1: Yeah, I I always thought when I f- first started that being from Hawaii, being Hawaiian, being you know Asian, just being a little different was gonna be a challenge. Like it was gonna make yes. it harder. And I will say that at the time and even now, there weren't as many roles for people that looked like yeah. me. So there, the opportunities were less. Um, but I knew that when that opportunity came up that like if they needed someone that looked like me, then I was, you know, in the running. Um, I think being different ended up being really a blessing, you know, Um, just because that's all you have. Like, like you go in an audition, everyone gets the same scene, right? The same description of the character. And so everyone's going to go in, And do do that reading. But the only thing that you really have is yourself. Like, you're Mm -hmm. just going to, like, you would inherently, you would bring something different to it because of who you are. And so you have to embrace that part of you that is individual and that is different. And Mm -hmm. it'll, you know, it'll show up in the work.
0: Yeah. So then has there been any, like, challenges of being not only, like, female but Asian American and Native Hawaiian that affected you in the entertainment industry and like if you experience those kind of challenges you know what did you do to like kind of overcome them
1: i mean the challenges were just i think mostly the lack of opportunity yeah. and we've we've got gotten better it's, it's come a long way we still have a long ways yeah. to go um but it, knowing that there weren't going to be that many opportunities people weren't writing for people like me you know they, yeah. they still really aren't so what it becomes is, are they open enough to give you an, a chance, right? To come in and I, you know, we wrote it for someone else. We wrote it for, you know, someone who's Italian, mm-hmm. but well, we'll see. Like, and yeah. I think it's definitely opened up um, being from Hawaii, at least in meeting people has been an asset, I think, because you, first of all, my mm-hmm. name, there's no escaping that name. Right. Like there's a lot of vowels and K's and people know that I'm, you know, and then I walk in the room with this face so they know that I'm from Hawaii. (laughs) But honestly, most people have such a fond like memory of Hawaii. You know, it's where they got married or they took their family trip. And so once I tell them that I'm from Hawaii, you just see (laughs) the, the reaction and the change of energy in the room. So it's always actually been a positive thing. Uh, once I once I get in the room, yeah. but um yeah, and I think now it's just about trying to find stories that you know that we can tell with people right. like me and or and creating your own stuff, really. Yeah.
0: So then, where do you kind of see um, the future of like women, especially like minority women in film? Like, what is something that you like to see down the road?
1: I mean, I I, I think that women have so much to offer uh in this business you know there's just a different perspective that they can bring and more and more you're discovering you know women directors and producers and writers and and how fantastic they are and it is challenging but because all of those departments are sort of opening up even in the crew like on a television crew there's like hundreds of people and you know a lot of those roles are predominantly men like grips and cameramen whatever but uh even on our show more and more you would see uh females in those roles and they are obviously just as competent you know just you know as powerful as creative as smart and and we're treated as equals Our, our set was a really good example of really uh inclusivity and and certainly you know giving people a chance yeah. to try.
0: Oh, that's great. It's, yeah. it's good to hear, you know, at least there's some progress being made and you know that there is something good coming out of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they have programs to um, to help women and minorities mm-hmm. um, if you want to get a start in directing, let's say, because it's hard, right, yeah. to get a start. Yeah, like, yeah, how yeah. do you begin and how do you uh, learn if if you don't if right. no one gives you a chance. So I know that the different studios have programs where you can apply. And um, like on our show on Superstore, we all, every season, we had someone who was in a training program. And what they do is they would shadow. So, like, oh, you know, we have a lot of, we have different directors every week. They kind of come in and out. Every episode's a different director. And so some of them are really experienced, been doing this for years. Yeah. Um, and so when they do it, they'll have, like a trainee come and they just watch mm-hmm. they watch from beginning to end the pre-production planning all the way through the editing and that's how they learn and then they'll come back another season and direct one themselves so we uh mm. yeah universal and nbc were, were really good about that and um you know you wouldn't be able to tell the difference like you know these yes. women are, are yeah. so capable and so you know they just needed that opportunity
0: Okay, that's that's great to hear. Like, those opportunities for like mentorship and being able to kind of see and being placed in there with like you know, with like just shadowing someone. And then how about do you um have someone that is like your mentor, role model that you kind of looked up to or shadowed as an actor? Yeah, yeah, over the course of your like acting career.
1: Uh, no, not not really, because you know we all. I started, I probably started taking classes in my, like, I would say late 20s, which, you know, from one perspective seems late, like, oh, she's, you know, late <laughs> in the game. And from another perspective, it's like, well, that's 20s. that That's not bad. Yeah. So it's, it, it, you know, you, you start from where you're at. Right. Um, But I didn't know anybody. Like, I didn't know any other actors when I started. It wasn't like I was already in a community of people, and, yeah. you know. Um, and so... Uh, I think I just learned the most from my peers because when you're all in it yeah. together, you know, you're all kind of at the same level trying to figure it out and, right. and learning how to do this. And I know that the sometimes the the idea that is presented about acting is that it's dog eat dog and, and you know, that's my role <laughs> and she took my and it, it honestly for me has never been like that. It's always Mm -hmm. been a really like supportive environment because it is a really tough business. (laughs) It's so hard. And that if you don't help each other, like, how are you going to get through it? So, you know, when I, when I, if I recommend people to take classes and train, it's obviously for the skills that you can learn. But the other part of it, which is just as important is the network that you build. You know, these are friends that I, when I started, these are friends that I have now. you know you're always supporting each other these are the friends that you help you with auditions or you do projects together you know uh, and they're just always there to support come and see your when you're in a play and you know recommend you to their agent so i think um i really just learned from being around other people who were going through it at the same time i didn't have any any older mentors (laughs) i I wish i did uh that probably would have been helpful um but i just would look to who had a little more experience than me and and at that time everyone had more experience than me (laughs) so i could ask anyone for advice on because i there's no handbook on how to do this so i didn't understand how to start like i didn't know what i needed and so those friends that i made in class who had maybe been doing it a, a few years or moved you know moved to la from somewhere else and had already given it a go were the ones who really helped me figure out how to how to start
0: yeah oh i mean and also like i kind of hear aspects of like kind of like are we go getting in there too because like we always try to build a network and that's kind of our main mission is to build networks between girls who you know might have similar passions and then we can empower one another at the same time and so I can kind of hear aspects of that too. Shameless love plug. It. yeah. <laughs> no,
1: it's, you're, you're 100% right. That's why I love what you're doing. Um, because that's honestly how we move forward and, and help and lift each other up and, you know, push each other along. Um, it's it's such a great asset to have that network of people, yeah. you know, you'll figure it out
0: together. Maybe, exactly. you, don't, maybe you don't have the
1: answer, but mm-hmm. between between all of you, yeah. you'll figure it out.
0: I mean, yeah, even for this podcast, like, Trisha has been so much help with, like, helping me get guests, and then we've kind of had, like, um, a bunch of, like, feedback we get along the way to make it better each time, and, right. you know, it's just a learning experience, and we've been, like, helping each other out with this, and that's kind of, like, ongoing project of, like, improvement, which is really great. Yeah,
1: yeah the experience, you know, alone is, is already fantastic. You've already gotten so much out of it, and I mean, honestly, there's no limit to where you guys could go with this. Yeah,
0: which is which is really exciting for us and for anybody who is kind of like doing that kind of thing, too.
1: Yeah, it's just inspiring. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And especially when you do it together, you know, Mm -hmm.
0: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So then I guess we can go on to towards one of the like some of the student submitted questions that we have. So we have some. So some. Okay. Questions. So, um, this question is from Zoe, who's a freshman. And so she actually asked a question that a bunch of other students asked too, which was Do you have any advice for young people who want to potentially act or do anything in that field, like directing or producing anything? So, um, I think that,
1: well, first of all, it, it requires perseverance. You know, you have to have these, you know, it requires resiliency and it requires perseverance and a lot of other things. But I think most of all that, because acting is is a long game. You know, I I think we all imagine that it's like we're going to come here to town and we're going to get that audition and we're going to be in Star Wars. So, you know what I mean? Like, that's obviously dream, but that's not the reality for for most people. The people that you see, the movie stars that you know, uh, their names. I mean, that's just a small percentage of of people who are, you know, pursuing acting. Yes. Um, most people are just trying to be career actors. And so you have to do everything, you know, yes. like you have, you know, you, you apply for film and television and you do commercials and you do theater and you, you know, you do side gigs in between, you know, you have to be resourceful. Um, but I do think it's possible. Obviously it's possible and you just have to Work hard. And like I said, um, you know, train, you know, and and by training, I mean actual training, but, you know, having people in your corner and, and, you know, working together. Um, If you want to act, if if you love acting and you just want to act, you could do that truthfully anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, if if that's just what you love, but maybe you love other things too, and maybe you want your, your money-making career to be something else and you love to do theater on the side, then you can do that. You can do that in Hawaii. And Hawaii also has a lot of projects right now, you know, shooting and there's always films coming. So you can Mm -hmm. always stay there. I'm not here to say that you have to move to Los Angeles. (laughs) You have to move to New York. Um, you do, if, if you've exhausted all the possibilities where you're at, obviously there, there are more opportunities here. This is where it happens, but you know, um, Films and film intelligence shoots like everywhere. They they shoot in Vancouver, Canada a lot. They shoot in Georgia. You know they're they're everywhere. So um, you don't have to move here until you feel like it's time for you. Um, And again, if if it's something that you're you love to do, but you don't want it to be your career, then then you can do that anywhere. And and you know, do a commercial or do community theater or. Or teach acting or, you know, (laughs) there's so many things that you can create your own content, you know, and put it up on YouTube or Vimeo or whatever. Um, So I would say, you know, just just go for it. And when you feel like you need if you want to be here and and this is where you need to pursue the work, then it's possible. It just you have to keep at it because honestly. It's about who's left standing at the end, you know <laughs> what I mean? Because it's so tiring and it's it's hard. It is, yeah, it's challenging. Yeah, you know, it's just challenging. You have to be able to, I don't look at this as, as rejection. I know a lot of people are, sort of like frame it as like, you gotta be able to take rejection. I don't necessarily think of it that way. It's, it's all just opportunity, you know, and maybe there's a hundred reasons why you may or may not get apart. But there's also so much to gain from each time you put yourself right, yeah. out there, right? Like you meet people, people you don't even know have seen it and remember you and call you back for something else. And so, you know, it, that's what I mean when I say the long game. It's just, you get to know the casting directors and you, and maybe you start acting and you think, ah, I don't, I don't really like to do it anymore. But I, I, I love to write or I, or yes. like, I really want to direct. Or, and so, you, but from your acting, is where you've met people and you know it's all just sort of connecting with other people and finding yeah. people who can give you just you know give you a little help help along the way
0: yeah I think that's the beauty of acting like is that you can take it like anywhere with you and like it can just be like a like a side thing and yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. I, just so that
1: because I I hate to see the joy get taken out of it you know what I mean because <laughs> yeah. it becomes this is a business and yeah so we it, we have to you know make money and we, you know sometimes you take stuff for that because you need to pay your bills and um but if you just want to sort of capture the joy of it and it makes you happy then you can really mm-hmm. do it anywhere yeah
0: I mean I see that in like teaching too like my dad's a teacher so he's always telling me like if you want to do something you should be a teacher and you can always do that on the side too so like I mean yeah <laughs> that's something that he always kind of says but um yeah so, yeah, um, the next, yeah, sorry, the next question, I guess we could go to the next one is, um, is from Kat and she's a freshman also. And she wants to know what specifically did you do in high school that set you up for success um, and also at LMU throughout your acting career?
1: Oh, what well, I did in high school. Um, I think I just, you know, I wasn't acting <laughs> at the time, obviously not even, I think it's like yes. one I think I might take one or two classes in high school and one or two classes in college, just as an elective. Um, But it really was all the other things that set me up. Like I said, I was a boarder um, from seventh through 12th grade. So we lived on campus and we had dorm advisors and it was very organized and structured, but you were independent, you were on your own, right? There's a lot of things you had to do Mm -hmm. on your own. And I think I was ready to do it, but I don't think that everyone at 12 is ready to go and live somewhere else and I don't think everybody's parents want would want their kid to go (laughs) at 12 it's you think back to the age of 12 like no way (laughs) um but I was I just you know my parents knew that I was that kid I was like all right let's go um and that I was already independent I think as a person and then that experience really helped me to just sort of move forward with that and, and grow in my independence and you know just be able to handle things on my own. You know, you'd have to juggle. You guys do it now too, right? You're juggling so much at once, right? Yeah. If you're the schoolwork and now you guys, just—I mean, you guys are back in school, but you know, there was when there was a pandemic, you were like on Zoom and trying to do it on your <laughs> own, and 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 you're still doing sports and your clubs, and you know, it's it's a yeah. lot. Um, and so all of that prepares you for you know life, you know, as an adult, and um, and so when I went to LMU. I'm use a piece of cake just because I'd already like lived on my own for like six years you know what I mean so yeah, yeah. um but I think juggling everything sort of finding a balance with with stuff um is, is what helped me and being resourceful you know you gotta you gotta just somehow make it work and and, and you know what I mean like in between acting gigs, which is a long time and is most of the time truthfully, you have to figure out how you're going to live and you know and pay your bills and survive and continue to, to act. Yeah. So yeah, a, the life skills that you guys are learning will pay off <laughs> at the end.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's great because it sounds like you, instead of learning more about acting, you learn more about like independence and life skills, and I think that's definitely that kind of like transitioned over to. How you were able to succeed, like on your own?
1: Yeah, I, you know, like I said, I, I started late. Like I started, yeah. I was already like in my late twenties, and so I was a full adult by the time <laughs> that I had decided to act. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was behind. But I was never going to catch up, right? I was like, I didn't read all the plays I didn't, that everybody else did. I didn't study all the methods that everyone else did. So I always felt like, oh, how am I going to catch up? Um, and once I let that go, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to catch up, um, then I could just sort of move forward with it. And being an adult, I didn't really have illusions, I mean, I had some, but, you know, about <laughs> what it was going to be like. Like, I didn't think that I was just going to start acting and then I was just going to be on a television Mm -hmm. show. Like, I knew it would be a long time and it would probably be challenging, but I was trying to do other things before. I was an actor, like, had different jobs and I was not very happy. So uh, I just thought, well, if I'm unhappy now, (laughs) then I might as well try to do what I... I'm passionate about what I think that I want to do what I've dreamed of doing so even if it's hard and even if I'm unhappy you know like I, I'm already unhappy yeah. so at least I'll be pursuing something <laughs> that I'm passionate about um so I think that perspective of not really sugarcoating it and not thinking it was just gonna be like you know uh, yeah. uh, easy and quick and just magical I think help too yeah
0: so then um I guess that kind of ties in with pretty well with our next question from Chloe who's a sophomore and he's wondering like what is the most valuable advice that you've been told that kind of you stuck with and like kind of rang true through throughout your time as an actor yeah as an actor as Works. yeah just um
1: i took a a workshop when i was first starting as an actor Um, And that's when, like, you'll be in class, and then someone will come, and someone from the business, like a casting director, will come and talk to you, and just sort of explain to you what it's like, and does a Q and A. And I just, I got, I learned so much just from listening to all those people early on, even before I could apply it because my life didn't apply to all the things they were saying. But I tried to remember um, all the little things they said about you go into an audition, this is nerve wracking. It's still nerve wracking, (laughs) but you know, you prepare, you do the best you can and you go in the room and you do your job, which really the audition is your job. You know what I mean? Like that is the job. That's what you're doing most of the time. And until you get lucky, like I got really lucky and got on the show, you know, it's a lot of that. The pursuing of the job is the job. (laughs) Um, And you go in, you do your best. And when it's done, you have to kind of leave it. Like you got to leave it and go on with your life and have a life outside of it. It can't be. Yeah. It can't be everything. You know what I mean? Because it, you won't get the return on this investment <laughs> that you're putting in. You're putting in time and money and energy, um, and the return might not reflect everything you're putting in. So it's important to try to build. A life outside of it, um, so that you have you know something to support you when when acting's not there. Yeah. and also so you're not like waiting by the phone for someone to call you. did you get <laughs> you know what I mean obsessing about yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. you go in, you do it and then you move on and then you get the next you get another one and you do the same thing you know you ha- it's it's not easy.
0: Yeah. It's inside. In right. Sony. If
1: you're in school and you you know, you're taking the test or whatever and you think you are done, but you're thinking about it the next day, you know. <laughs> you kind of have to like, okay, hey, it's done, let it go. And then move and then try to prepare for the you know, what's next? Yeah.
0: I mean, that definitely sounds like I can just feel the nerves of just going into the room and like auditioning and it's, then it's awful. You know. It's such an
1: it's such an odd practice and I can't believe that this is how we do it still um yeah like you're you go into a room of strangers and you're sup- you're supposed to perform and pretend like you're not nervous and you're supposed to memorize like who can memorize like pages of words like overnight you know but this is what we're asked to do and now we do it all uh self-tape over the pandemic or or zoom in but most of it's self-tape so you're taping it at your house <laughs> and, you know like it's 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 odd and I you know, back when you were running all over town auditioning, you you were like, Oh God, if I have to go to another audition. And now I think most of us would welcome having to drive all over town to do it in person because you just, you go there and you do it and you have human interaction and you get feedback and you do it again, you know, and then, then you move on with your day, but doing it at home the way we're doing that you know you can easily yes. obsess about it and do a million takes and that's like, <laughs> you know what I mean like
0: yeah or, yeah, yeah or the other
1: way be like do one take Like, that's that was fine you know what yeah. I mean like so you have to it's I think it's hard to sort of monitor yourself and you know and you and you just send it off you get no feedback and you just sort of send it and hope for the best mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah but well, that was like yeah that was something I was curious about like how the pandemic has kind of like affected your work and like you know how things have changed because of that yeah has it been harder
1: certainly and um, but it, you know truthfully it's been harder for everybody it's hard yeah. for people like in my industry to be like oh my gosh it's so hard like you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we it was but it, nothing compared to everyone else mm-hmm. you know we certainly shut down as an industry yeah. uh we were on Superstore, we were at the end of season five. We had finished the second to the last episode, and all we had left was the finale episode, which takes we do like an episode a week, like five days, so Monday through Friday. Um, and just every day on that, the episode before the finale, every day things change so much. Like I think in the beginning yeah. of that week, we all thought, yeah, we could, we're gonna <laughs> finish this season. We only have one more week after this one, so this can happen. And then every day we're like, no. Well, I don't know how we're gonna <laughs> because our finale scene, which we changed completely, but was supposed to be a big party scene with like hundreds of background out. Can you imagine? Like yeah, as I, a day grew closer, I was like, I we cannot, we cannot shoot yeah. this. Um, and so we had to shut down just shy of, of the finale. Um, and then we were all home. We were lucky to go back. You know, a lot of people a lot of the industry didn't go back. We, I think our show was one of the first ones to go back, certainly on our lot, which is Universal, the first shows to go back. And so, in a way, we were kind of the guinea pigs on how to shoot a television show with co- you know, during yeah. the time of COVID. Um, what you need to understand is that there's so many people on a television set. Like You, know, you only see yeah. actors. There's hundreds of people like crew members working and they all belong to different unions right costumes and camera department and props and and so all of those unions had to sort of make rules on how what you know what their union members needed to do and how to keep everybody safe and then all the unions had to meet to agree on Mm -hmm. how we're going to do this and then the studio so it was a lot a lot that I wasn't part of thankfully but a lot (laughs) that went on and then we had um meetings you know constantly updating us and you know and they would send out handbooks on on what we're gonna do and how we're gonna do and it was it was scary truthfully um but I do think that at Universal they really did a good job of preparing Mm -hmm. everybody and sort of setting up the rules that we're all to follow and, you know, and learning as we go, but really they set it up from the beginning to be as safe as possible. Um, it was, it was a different experience doing it in COVID, you know, cause we typically on a, on a television show, like everyone it's time, time is money. So like everyone's yeah. there doing like touching mm-hmm. your costume and makeup and the lighting and the cameras and whatever. And this was not, gonna happen anymore so like things took longer right like yeah people would come mm-hmm. in and work the lights and then they would leave and then someone else would come in you know and, yeah. and work on something and, and leave so everything took longer we tested constantly i tested yeah, yeah, yeah. i tested every day probably, <laughs> i tested probably easily 100 times um we had a testing oh, site on the lot that we did even on your days off you would go in and test yeah. Because, and, and we all did it gladly. Like, that's fine. You need me to come in in the morning and test? 100%. Because that's the only way we could do this. Right. Yeah, right? Yeah. Um, so, but, but I think the benefit for us was that this is a show that had been on for five seasons already. So, there's a rapport. We all knew each other. We were mm-hmm. all friends, like, with the crew and the cast and producers. So you know, we cared about each other and we wanted to keep each other safe. I think it'd be harder for a new show when you don't know people and you don't know right, their yeah, habits. Yeah. You're, you're like, yeah, yeah. You know, are you staying home? Or are you going out on the weekends? <laughs> what are you doing? Um, so we, we had a lot of things going for us, um, which I think helped us to, we didn't shut down. Like a lot, Most of the shows shut down at least for a day or two. Cause you know, if you get a positive, yeah. day, we somehow didn't, I think it's a bit of a miracle that we didn't, but we were lucky enough to yeah. continue to shoot and, and to, to finish out the season. Yeah. Oh
0: my God. Yeah, even for like our school, it's been pretty like like that too, where there's like always new rules and there's new kind of like new everything. Everything has been just so different.
1: Yeah, and you know, you guys, yeah. I, I give you so much credit because we never had to deal with anything like this when we were your age. <laughs> I mean, not even close. I, it wasn't even in my mind that it could be like this. Yeah. And for you guys to, to just sort of keep at it and, and make the adjustment because the world is learning like what this is and how to proceed yeah. right so and then it gets passed down to us and um yeah all all you guys like still going to school and like I'm just I can't believe I'm so like inspired by you guys <laughs> <laughs> how resilient you guys are
0: yeah it's really funny like especially like during lunch we all have these little barriers oh, really? to eat it's because like you have to take off your mask and eat and then Take it down. What's super funny, where everyone just lined up with their little (laughs) barriers, eating.
1: I didn't know Mm -hmm. that. I can't imagine. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: Um, it's pretty different.
1: Yeah, we, you know, everyone wore masks on our Mm -hmm. set all the time. The only people took off their masks were us, and it was like right before we shoot. Sometimes we would take it off and like put it in our pocket or whatever. Um, but you know, I could. I was lucky enough that I could go to my trailer and eat. You know, and no one's in there with me. But they had set up. Spaces in like because people weren't working on the lot, so like um they would take a parking structure and like one entire floor. There was no cars up there. That's where they would spread out tables and like two to a yeah, long yeah, yes. picnic table, and that's how people would eat. But people end up just eating outside. And yeah, um yeah, you just make it work. You get used to it. You make it work. <laughs> yeah. Right, right.
0: I think that's what we've definitely been getting better at. Was like, is like adapting to it, and everyone's kind of been so resilient and you know open to changes which is really great so yeah and you it becomes kind of normal after a while just becomes a habit like putting
1: on your mask you know what i mean mm-hmm. like putting on your mask and yeah. going to your a day and washing your hands more i mean we should mm-hmm. have been washing them all the time but yeah you know
0: yeah well i think that's a good kind of place to end it for us but um if you have anything that you'd like to let our listeners know then um feel free to share but no yeah, you guys you
1: had great questions uh, uh it, you're so engaging and it's so easy to talk to you so uh thank you I, yeah I really enjoyed our conversation I hope yeah. I hope I was helpful to someone somewhere. oh for sure
0: yeah <laughs> definitely yeah so I'm, I'm like confident that a lot of our li- listeners are going to take something away from our conversation. So, yeah, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Um, actually, if you could let our listeners know where they can like find you or connect with you, then. Right. I'm not the most like social media savvy person, <laughs> but
1: I, you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter where I just read things and like things. Um, but uh, it's Kaliko Kawahi on both platforms. So yeah. very easy.
0: Okay. Well, Thank you for joining us. Um, And I think that's it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you have a great rest of your day and tune in next time. This is Kylie signing off. We'll see you in the next one.